0: Looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on V-CIN Prime
5: Primetime. Hour two of VSIN Prime Time alongside Super Bowl champ and two-lane green wave. Great Sean King. I am Tim Murray. About an hour or so away from kickoff on Thursday Night Football between the Indianapolis Colts, and the Denver Broncos. We've had Brad Evans on to give us his favorite prop plays tonight. And we've seen a lot of line movement, actually, since he's come on. I don't know if it's a a quinky dink, but uh, that line has been on the
2: move. I think you bet it. Yeah. And uh, you bet it before I did, so I didn't get a chance to partake. Hey, it's not my fault. So I had to find an alternate route to support Mo'Elly Cox.
5: I don't understand how somehow me betting something when our guest tells us, it wasn't like he texted me quietly. <coughs> he told us on well, our
2: If show, I knew you were going to bet the max, I I, didn't, I wouldn't I have did, I didn't let me go first. I will
5: say this. I did not. Put
2: bet. my little hundred bucks on there. I mean, good gosh. <laughs> he gives it out. It's at 19. You bet. All of a sudden, I go on the app. It's 21 and a half.
5: I mean. I guess I'm moving lines. What can I say? Jeez,
2: that's what I'm saying. You know you're sharp. They got you in the computer. I mean, let me in the public go get the better number first.
5: I mean, that's, that's true. Jeff Benson and company there behind the counter know that uh, when when my bet comes in, it's time to move those
2: lines. You are pretty famous behind. behind you just don't realize it. They've got like this dartboard. It's like donkey on top of it. And your picture's is right there in the bullseye.
5: <laughs> I did take it's uh, color, too. I'm all in on Mo Alley Cox tonight.
2: So, here's what I did because I didn't want to get a bad number on Mo Alley Cox. It went up to two and a half more yards than what Brad said. So, what I did was took Mo Alley Cox anytime touchdown. Okay. And for a much larger amount, I took Melvin Gordon anytime touchdown, which was actually plus 120. There you go. And then Mo Alley Cox is plus 500. So, if I hit both, then. Cool. I can go to Starbucks. If I don't hit either, then I will have to make coffee at home. But that's fine. Yeah. Um, either way, I get coffee.
5: Twenty to one. Uh, we'll we'll give out our uh, when the crew comes in. The first, first first touchdown, touchdown of the game. Ali yeah. Cox, twenty to one. So maybe uh, you know, maybe that's what I
2: should do too is play like the first touchdown of the game. Yeah. There you go. What's Melvin Gordon? Probably? Seven, eight to one, probably.
5: Uh, yeah, do we have a I think we have a board for that, but yeah, probably in that uh, in that realm of uh, seven, eight to one. Melvin Gordon, I'm looking at right now as I look at my app live on the air. Uh yeah, around six fifty, seven to one, somewhere 650 in that ballpark. and Mo Alley five Cox. to one at Bet MGM.
2: And Mo Alley Cox is twenty to one. Yeah,
5: I played him at twenty to one.
2: I oh. got a better number. Come on,
5: Mo Alley Cox. Yeah,
2: got plus five hundred anytime touchdown. Let's go. Yeah, what is uh, Melvin? Ooh, I, just, I got ooh.
5: Yeah, you got some plus money.
2: Yeah, I got CLV. Where's my guy Josh Applebaum? <laughs> you're
5: feeling, you're feeling good. Always look around, as we, as we always say, uh, different books, different prices, especially in the prop market. I mean, for the most part, you know, maybe a hook here or there when it comes to a side or total, which can be very important. But as we always say, and it, I know it, it, we need to, we need to make T-shirts that say "Shop Around." Yeah. When it comes to the futures market. Uh, all of those types you, of things. You know what's
2: interesting, and I want to give my guy Chris Felica to bear credit for this because he kind of tweets out some CFB notes. Yeah. There are three top 25 matchups this week. Mm-hmm. In all three games, the road team is favored. Interesting. TCU's TCU is favored over Kansas. Utah is favored over UCLA. Tennessee's Tennessee is favored over LSU.
5: you like any of the home dogs?
2: So well, again, this is what I know. It's not going to go 3-0 and to the, the, the road teams.
5: So, TCU is a 6.5-point favorite on the road at Kansas. Mm-hmm. We've got Utah, 3.5-point favorite on the road at UCLA. Mm-hmm. And then Tennessee is about a 3, 2.5-point favorite at LSU. Those are your three top 25 matchups. Good note uh, by, by Felica. So, of those three, and we'll do our college football picks and all our picks tomorrow, but of those three, not, not saying you have to make a bet now, but which one would UCLA. you say is the most likely?
2: Okay. UCLA. Because their quarterback... I would agree with their that. Their quarterback's old as me. It's true. So he might have gotten better by now. It might have taken him... He taken looked him last eight week. Eight years of college, but if he's the guy that we saw last week versus Washington, if that's what this season's going to be for him, I mean, UCLA kind of jumps up a little bit.
5: We just recorded, uh, prior to this show, myself and Matt Newman's The v College Football Betting Podcast, and this is one of Matt's uh, best plays. Can you, you just
2: get, like, a tattoo... I would like it because uh, you're like you're mentioning your college football podcast like 35 times on primetime. So can you just do like the boxers or something? Just get it like tattooed like on your head.
5: Do you want me to mention Veasan primetime while I'm hosting Veasan primetime? Man, time? I'm just
2: giving you a hard time. Stop being so sensitive.
5: I'm just pointing out information that some people might like. That Matt Humans uh, likes UCLA, so he agrees with you.
2: Pull your tie out of your pants and stop being so stuffy. I don't okay? have a
5: tie on, but nice. To, I appreciate you. Uh, Hanging out your bling. It makes it looks good. You like that? Yeah. Looking sharp there. Trying to stay young.
2: I took my <laughs> earrings out. <laughs> Trying to stay
3: young.
5: <laughs> Don't have four kids. That's one way to stay Did young.
2: Did you see my daughter? Did you see my tweet the other day? No. Oh my goodness. I'm Not gonna get into it.
5: All right. Uh <laughs> we will get into a little college football here in a little bit. But oh my sticking with Thursday night football. Ooh, let's, he's uh, let's Let's take a look at some of the props tonight regarding the quarterbacks. So, Matt Ryan has been, is it fair to say, massive or just regular disappointment so far for the Indianapolis Colts?
2: Well, I think he downgraded. You know, I think, excuse me, the combination of Russell Gage, Kyle Pitts, and Cordell Patterson is better than the combination he inherited when he got to Indy. Again, it's why I kind of was... I didn't think Indy would be as bad as they are, but his why I was not as high on Indy as and some they don't have a lot of explosiveness on offense outside of Jonathan Taylor. And
5: I didn't expect Shaq Leonard to miss the first five games yeah, of the season. Yeah, and that season. plays
2: a big part in it as well. And know? I
5: you know the the you know, Ryan. He's played
2: been, once, right?
5: Uh yeah, yeah he, he, got, he got got a concussion, yeah. I believe, against Tennessee. Um so last weekend in the loss, Matt Ryan picked up three hundred and fifty six passing yards, two touchdowns. Against Houston in the opener, he had 352 passing yards. But sandwich in the middle, the shutout against Jacksonville, 195 through the air, and then against Kansas City, it was 222. So the over-under tonight is 227.5 on passing yards for Matt Ryan. One-and-a-half passing touchdowns, juice to the over. He's thrown two touchdowns in two games this year. Uh, Will he throw an interception, essentially, as the next prop? Uh, he has thrown an interception in three of the four games, including three against Jacksonville. So looking at those three, Sean, what type of performance are you anticipating from Matt Ryan tonight?
2: Uh, Knowing
5: that that defense on the other side is... Uh, I mean,
2: Bradley Chubb and those guys have been getting after the quarterback a little bit, but more importantly, I mean, Patrick Sertain Jr. is the real deal. I mean, so he's going from having a mirror. Devontae Adams, to so no offense to, to Michael Pittman because, you know, because his dad's a good friend of mine, but he's not Devontae Adams. So, I mean, if they just decide to take Pittman out of the game plan, I mean, who's he? I and mean, I like Mo'Ally Cox, and I hope he scores. But, I mean, they're not overburdened with talent at the pass catcher position. So, you know, I probably – and a lot of this depends on game flow because 227 is not hard to get. If you're down 17 in the fourth. And, and that's if, what we know, saw last weekend yeah, against so, uh,
5: Tennessee. he was I able probably to throw wouldn't a touch that
2: number. I feel like it's probably about right. I'm probably the only one on this island, but I think Russell and that offense are actually going to have some success tonight. So he could throw for 90 yards in the fourth quarter. That's true. You know, and uh, trying to come back, you know, and.
5: Yeah, it's interesting to look at the differences of the th- four games this year and and where this number's set at. He's had 350-plus yards in two games this year mm-hmm. and then under 200 in the other two. So it's, it's kind of a hit or miss. By the way, uh, John Ewing from BetMGM tweeted this out uh, about six hours ago. Matt Ryan has thrown five interceptions this season, which is tied for the second most in the league. 99% of the bets at BetMGM six hours ago were on over – a half interception at minus one twenty.
2: Well, this is definitely the best secondary he's gone up against. Yeah. That and makes he threw sense.
5: three three against the Jags in that horrendous
2: performance. Yeah. I could see Sertain, those guys getting a deflection turning into a pick.
5: Well, you said you want uh you you want spicy Russ, you know, mmm, spicy. Mmm, spicy. You think Russ is gonna cook tonight, so let's take a look at his props for this evening. Uh at BetMGM, 236 and a half is his over/under on passing yards. Russell Wilson, so far this year, uh, has thrown for 980 yards in his four games. He has thrown for 237 against Las Vegas last week in the loss, which would have, of course cash that over. 184 in the Sunday nighter against San Francisco, 219 against Houston, and 340 against Seattle. So. Interesting to note, Sean, in the two wins that the Broncos have had, Russell Wilson has gone under 236.5, but in the two losses he has gone over, you believe the Broncos will win tonight, but is there, in your estimation, a correlation between his passing yards and wins and
2: losses? No, I don't, because quiet is kept, the Colts have actually been really good on pass defense. I think the most they've given up is like 200 and – 40, 50 yards in a game. They definitely haven't given up a 300-yard passer yet, even though they have not been successful in the win-loss column. It's not because they're giving up a gazillion yards in the passing game. So that number seems about right. Generally, the opposing quarterback, whether it's Davis Mills, Patrick Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, you know, uh, they've kind of all been in that 220 to 250 range. So, you know, what was that number? 236 is where it was at. 236 and a half. It feels like it's dead on.
5: What about touchdowns? One and a half over under is uh, is where it's set at. By the way, you mentioned uh, Patrick Mahomes, so bringing up Patrick Mahomes, two sixty two, only one touchdown though in that performance against the
2: Chiefs. Yeah, and I think he's against the, the Colts, I think he's the most. I know Tannehill last week threw under, threw for under two hundred. It was a hundred and something last week against his Colts pass defense. So. I think that's about right for Russ. What you say the uh, passing touchdown was? One and a half?
5: One and a half. Uh, slightly juiced. Uh, juiced to the under a little bit.
2: Yeah, I have Melvin Gordon anytime touchdowns, so I would play under, but for selfish reasons.
5: <laughs> we'll talk a little college football next right here on v Prime Primetime.
0: Champion Sean King on v PRIME TIME.
5: It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love. BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Thursday night football an hour away. The Denver Broncos and the Indianapolis Colts. Total staying strong at 42. And the Broncos are, depending on where you look, either a three or a three-and-a-half-point favorite against the Indianapolis Colts here tonight. Scott Spritzer will join us in less than 15 minutes, get his thoughts, and if, if there are any best bets that he has heading into Thursday night football. Uh, outside of props, Sean, anything on the side or total interesting yet?
2: I really want to go survivor with denver tonight i just really yeah i do i do i really do
5: got about an hour to decide
2: i know i'm thinking about it it's weighing on me heavily but
5: all right well you you let us know if you decide to pull the trigger you won't but let us know i don't believe i don't believe you will
2: you're that confident in denver i'm that nine i'm that against the colts Man. I'm like my guy. You're like, Doug the, op- Ellen.
5: You're like the anti-Doug Allen. I'm, he's, 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 he's fading the Broncos. Yeah, he's yeah. fading the Broncos, and you're all in on uh, fading the Colts. I mean, that's why this game is like, I, both of these teams. So when you look at the league right now, and I want to get to NFL here, in, or college in just a second, but would you say it's fair at this point to say that the Denver Broncos and... The Indianapolis Colts are top most, three disappointing. most disappointing teams. Las Vegas is one in three. I would say they're up there because of all their well, I
2: preseason think acquisitions. The fact that the NFC West is so mediocre is probably the number one most disappointing thing. And then kind of what hides Denver a little bit is the fact that the Chargers and the Raiders have been disappointed as say, well.
5: Yeah, I think the, Ra- the Chargers... Absolutely fit that yeah. characteristic too, even though they played well in the loss against the Chiefs. But I just
2: like Pittsburgh's one and three in the AFC North and they're a game out of first place.
5: Yeah, but you could Just saying say that about
2: Yeah, but the fact that none of the other three could at least get to three and one through the first well, four Well, you games? mentioned
5: the NFC West. I mean that yeah. that whole division's one, two and two. I mean Tampa, could you argue that Tampa is is disappointing so far? Well
2: you looked at their early schedule, you knew
5: I mean, they had some challenges, some
2: yeah. landmines. Two there. and two probably would have been good. I mean, they what they play the Cowboys, Packers, Chiefs, and Saints, uh, and a Saints team that's always beating them. Yeah, and they they came yeah, back. They so, were they
5: were losing that game and ultimately won that one.
2: So, granted that Saints win don't look that impressive since maybe they ruined the Saints season. But
5: yeah, now yeah, you could argue the Saints. I mean, I know Jameis Winston's hurt and Michael Thomas. But well, even when he's been healthy,
2: hurt. I mean, they haven't. You know, I was very – I mean,
5: you and I were both high on the Saints preseason. Think about if they
2: don't come back from like 172 points down in the fourth quarter versus the Falcons. They're looking Just at 0-4. Yeah. Yeah. I
5: mean, Houston is
2: 0-3. Most surprising team? I mean, most people would say the Jags. I would say – For me, it's the Cowboys. I would say Seahawks. Yeah, for me, it's the Cowboys.
5: Well, I would say it's fair to – with Dak being out and them being three and one, I would say if you told me that Dak is going to be gone after what did he get hurt in the second game? Mm-hmm. In the second game. But next? when you
2: showed me their schedule, even with a healthy Dak, when you showed me Bucks, yeah. Bengals on the road at the Giants, command, I, I wouldn't have gave you three and one. That's true. Yeah, I'd have gave you a ten to one cigar bet.
5: Well, you were very high
2: on the command. We could have you know? we could have went two and a half wins. I'm just saying. Yeah. If you looked at the first four I games, yeah.
5: Well, I wouldn't have taken it because right. I, I was very low on the Cowboys, yeah. and they they have yeah. I would say they've been yeah. overachieving. I would say the Seahawks at two and two. And
2: yeah, you could have racked up Tampa and Cincy's losses for me.
5: I mean, the fact that the Seahawks.
2: Well, I thought the demise of the Seahawks was a little exaggerated because they still had DK Metcalf and Lockett.
5: But I didn't think Geno was going to play this well.
2: Well, he's played well in two games, and then not so well. in the But other to go two. on
5: the road at Detroit—I mean, they lost the home game to the Falcons, well, which I mean, has been what surprising.
2: quarterback hasn't Detroit made look like a Pro Bowler? And I'm high on Geno Smith, right? But yeah, <laughs> it's
5: true. <laughs> Just,
2: yeah, it's a- I hope I bump into him one day. Like, you, you know how Gardner Minshaw, you know—randomly <laughs> like wandered in the circus. Did he? Yeah, last yeah this off season, like as he was you know picking his RV out that he was gonna With put his, outside his of the I hope. Please, somebody make this happen. Just have Carson wander through Circle one day when I'm here. <laughs> have a few words with him.
5: All right, we're gonna talk to uh, Pro Better Scott Spritzer here coming up in ten minutes. Uh, also part of the Veasan family on Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Newman. So we'll chat with him in a little bit. I, I did.
2: It's, I switched. What we're about to do. Yeah. It made me. It made a tear come to my eye a little bit. Like I, I got. I got. I got choked up.
5: I don't, like, I don't know why, but okay. Well, because oh. like. Because of what we have. When could've... I first
2: saw Bama less than two touchdowns against AM, which what we're about to show you guys yeah. is the South Point. Game of the year lines. Game of the year lines. And it initially came out, which is yeah. what, by June, July? June 3rd. June 3rd, based on what the current lines this week are. And it really choked me up.
5: So, I-, I love doing this and taking a look at what they were and what they are now, what the adjustments have been. Some games haven't moved at all. One game that. We'll show you hasn't really moved whatsoever, but we'll start with AM in Alabama. This was thought to be the game of the year mm-hmm. with everything that was going on this offseason and Texas AM's ridiculous hype and they underachieved like they always do. Um this opened 13 and a half. Now I want to preface it this way. We'll ask you, we'll actually ask Chris this tomorrow when he joins the show. I believe this was hit right away, and I want to say it jumped to 17 pretty quickly on June 3rd. But if you were there. When these lines were released, that was the opener. Bama minus 13.5. It is now, Sean, 24. So the question I would ask you is this. If you had been that first person in line to get the 13.5, someone out there has it. I don't know who it is, but someone has it. Would you look at middling this game? Would you take the points setting yourself up with a 10-point middle, or do you think that Bama rolls on
2: Saturday night? I just think this line says that Bama rolls. Yeah. Now, I'd be sitting there with my hand on place wager just <laughs> in case Bryce Young isn't available for this game, and then i try and middle it. But if Bryce is playing, I, I don't know. I just I, I I choked up a little bit because I could have had Bama, Georgia, and Ohio State...
5: Could have had Texas plus Almost seven.
2: Almost 15-point differences. Could
5: have had Texas plus seven. Yeah,
2: but I wouldn't have bet Texas-Oklahoma pre-flop. So, Like, I knew Michigan State was not going to be no, they're terrible. any good. They're like, I knew Auburn was not going to be any good. I wasn't sure about A&M just because I never seen a college team that has like a $10 million budget for player salaries, so I didn't know really what that could buy. So hey, I was kind of in dude, a wait-and-see approach better, on that.
5: Better calm down. You don't want Jimbo yelling at you.
2: Hey, man, look. Jimbo got other issues right now.
5: Same record as uh, Kevin Sumlin.
2: Yeah, App State, Mississippi State already lost. Still hasn't played. Bama, LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas. Yeah,
5: I'll say uh, I'm going to go on a limb the here. a long
2: year, Jimbo.
5: And Haynes King is uh, is back as the starter. That's the
2: guy he fired, right? Yeah, he fired Haynes. Yeah. Yeah. So he gave King. Haynes the job, then he fired Haynes. Yeah. Then the guy, he gave the job. to Ran into the Max guard Johnson. gate trying to get into work one morning. And <laughs> so now Haynes got the job back. Okay. <laughs> Just trying to figure out what's going on down there in College Station.
5: What I think this game is really – You know, if
2: you pay me over $10 million a year, mm-hmm. I could get the quarterback position right. I really could.
5: Go promote that. What about $5 million a year?
2: No, no, no. I'm taking a pay cut. $7 Yeah. I mean, what's Jimbo got I don't have? Maybe a whole bunch more wins as a head coach. Me, but other than that, I mean, come on. Go, I'm going to get the quarterback position fixed. We could buy everything else.
5: You're going to yell at him like he does?
2: Now, they're going to be coached up. You don't have to yell at them when you coach them right, you know? <laughs> you just sit back and admire. You only do all that yelling when you ain't prepare them right. You know what I mean? decent pro tip.
5: Georgia-Auburn is really Oh, could you right?
2: imagine having 16 on this? Oh, my goodness.
5: I think Georgia is going to open up <sighs> a can on Auburn. I love – I, I love the spot. Now, I don't like laying 30.
2: If you can't see this graphic, South Point's game of the year line on June 3rd was Georgia minus 16. Yep. The line currently sits at two touchdowns more, coming in at a smooth minus 30, and Tim is contemplating taking the 30, Oh, laying the 30. Laying the
5: 30. Yep. Because I love this situation. Am I crazy? Yes. Georgia just eked out a win over Missouri. Two weeks ago, it was, uh, who was it? Kent, Kent State. State.
2: Yeah, they were up like 11 in the fourth.
5: And now, I looked at some splits at a sports book. 75% of the folks on Auburn. Mm. Auburn just blew a 17-point lead to LSU. Their coach is basically fired. Think they're going to be revved up? You know who will be revved up? Kirby Squad, because he was yelling at them all week. Talk to Scott Spritzer next. What is he like on Thursday Night Football?
0: Time with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the Sports
5: Betting Network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The v Hockey Season Prep Guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL bettor should know. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro Subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It is VEASAN Prime Time alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We are less than an hour away from kickoff in Denver, Colorado. The Denver Broncos taking on the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday night football. Derek Stevens and company will join us in studio like they always do at the top of the hour. So we'll chat with them. Latest action coming in here to Circa Sports. But let's give you another angle to look at Thursday night football with our next guest. You hear him often. On Sunday, bet prep Saturday nights with Matt humans and then replayed on Sunday mornings as well. It is Scott Spritzer. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Scott wins. So, Scott, we've been seeing a steady stream of under money come in on this Thursday night game. And I know a lot of people have pointed out the prime time unders that have been coming home nine and four right now. But I'm curious, has this gone too far uh, with this total now down at forty two?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going against the market here. I, I do like it over 42 tonight. Yeah, the number dropped a bit, as you mentioned. I mean, it was mostly 42s, a couple of 41 and a halfs out there. But the look-ahead total on this game was 45. Uh, the opening total on Sunday was 43 and a half. And we hear about both defenses, their strong defensive DVOA rankings, along with so-so offensive output by both attacks. You know, but Indy did average about six yards per play last week. Not too bad. And if you watch the second half, you saw a little bit of Matt Ryan developing some chemistry uh, with his skill position players. It took almost 14 quarters, but you could kind of see it coming around a little bit against Tennessee. And I look at Denver's defense. You know, they were on the field too long last week, 35 minutes of game time. They faced 75 plays, did the defense. They built their stats the first three weeks against the offenses of San Francisco kind of a weak passing uh, attack against Houston they can't run or pass and against Seattle who did most of its offensive damage one week ago against a really bad Detroit defense so I think you're going to see both offenses playing a little bit better than what we've seen so far this season I think both teams can land in the 20s which should send this game over 42 so I just think it's come down a little bit too much guys that look ahead was up to 45 last week
5: Hey Scott, I know you're you're more on the uh, on the over. Any uh, lean one way or the other on a side here tonight? It was a three and a half. So you could, if you like the dog, you can find the three and a half. If you like the favorite, you could find a three. Any lean one way or the other there?
3: Yeah, I, I think if you can find three and a half, which like you said you can, there are enough books out there with three and a half. I do lean towards the Indianapolis Colts in this game. And and I think it's a situation again, where, you know, I really thought Denver is, you know, I respect their defense, but I thought they built up some of those stats, those first three games against some pretty easily defensible, if you will, relatively speaking, offensive attacks. And I did, I liked what I saw to Matt Ryan uh, a little bit last week in the second half of that Colts game. So it's a lean on Indy. And uh, if you can get the three and a half, otherwise I would pass and just play that total over.
2: Hey, Scott, at some point, a team like Denver, who had such high pre-flop expectations, obviously the market reflected those expectations early in the year. When do they become a great value? When does the buy low moniker fit this Broncos team?
3: If if they lose, that's a great question. And if they lose tonight, I think you're going to be able to see buy low on Denver And here's the thing. I'm not picking on Russell Wilson. My wife has accused me for years of having a man crush on Russell Wilson. I'm actually a fan. But the bottom line is is I think that next week, if they lose this particular game, you really will be able to buy low on Denver. I think right now, and they're gonna be playing at the Chargers on a Monday night, so you're not gonna be getting any favors from the books, but if you like the Chargers, if Denver loses this game. But again, I think right now the line is where it should be on the side, three, maybe even three and a half, but I think three and a half is just a tick too high. So next week against the Chargers on Monday night, if Denver loses here I, I think you're going to see a, a little bit of a premium you're going to have to play if you want the Chargers, so the value would lie on Denver.
5: Chatting once again with Scott Spreitzer. Follow him on Twitter, at ScottWins, and catch him uh, most Saturday nights with Matt Humans on Sunday bet prep, previewing the uh, uh, Sunday card of the NFL. But let's get to college football. And this is a game, Scott, and I'm glad you put it on here because I've heard differing opinions, and I love to hear differing opinions on, on, a, on a game like this because I, I could go either way. Tennessee is at LSU. Uh, Some spots are as high as Tennessee lay in three. And where we sit here at Circa, uh, you can get uh, LSU uh, catching two. So or I guess it would be Tennessee lay in two, LSU catching three, depending on what you want. So how do you break down Saturday's showdown between Tennessee and LSU?
3: Yeah, and again, if you're in Vegas, man, shop around because you can find great numbers no matter who you want to play here. Uh, it's mostly three, just about everywhere in 20, 25 books that I have on my line service. But as you mentioned, two at Circa. I don't know man. LSU. You know, they beat Auburn last week. They did lose against the spread. They were outgained 438 to 270 in that game. They trailed 17 nothing, but they benefited from four Auburn turnovers, not to mention plenty of other War Eagle mistakes and miscues, the proverbial shooting themselves in the foot multiple times, if you will. And then Tennessee's defense, underrated, I mean, that's the thing about Tennessee. If you go outside of the betting media, you'll rarely hear the media talk about the stop unit, but they're actually really solid against the run. And in a Brian Kelly offense, at least in this one in particular, LSU has got to be able to run the football successfully to have an efficient style of offense through the passing game too. I'm betting they're going to struggle on the ground. I think Tennessee's offense though, on the other side as outstanding as their skill people are, Hypel doing a great job of coaching this team up. I think they end up winning this game by a touchdown or so. And it certainly doesn't help or hurt the volunteers that this game is in Baton Rouge at 11 a.m. local time rather than 7 o'clock at night when the Tiger faithful have had a chance to get a little lubricated, get a little bit crazy. So 11 a.m. certainly doesn't hurt the Vols.
2: Yeah, we call it hydrating, Scott. They don't get a lot of hydration time. I don't know why I would – take the game off TV before I agreed to play this game at 11 a.m. But, I mean, you're absolutely right. LSU's been able to run the ball. They're leading rushers, Jaden Daniels, the quarterback. And I think Hendon hookers better. So, I'm with you on this. I think this line is a little off. You know, I hope we're right, man, because, look, orange looks better on me than (laughs) everything other than green. So, hopefully, I have orange pom-poms and some green backs in my pockets as Tennessee covers this small number.
3: I'm just glad to see the Vols program back on track, really for the first time since Phil Fulmer was there. You know, and I think Hyppolite's done even a better job than I thought he would. But I like your politically correct uh word hydration, of hydration. Hydration. Yeah, we're going to uh, hydrate.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing: uh, the CBS executives may not be betting this game, but they're sure hoping Tennessee wins because, boy oh boy, Alabama-Tennessee third weekend of uh, October would look even that much sexier if uh, Tennessee all had... we'll
2: be missing from that game is Brent on the call I know maybe we could get him there yeah, yeah. Man. well That'd Brent's be gonna great. be busy
5: next week I think he's got uh, the what the uh doing the South Point 400 here in Las nice. Vegas so uh, let's get to yeah. a little baseball we got the wild card round starting tomorrow and uh, we'll take a look uh Scott at uh, Zach wheeler and Jose Quintana are going uh, gonna be on the On the Hill tomorrow afternoon. There's an early game, I believe, uh, 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 o'clock local. So, Phillies at the Cardinals. You're looking at a first five total of three and a half with these two starters.
3: Yeah, solid season for Wheeler. He had a couple of tough outings early on. And then after that, you know, for several months or two months, he was really strong until his uh, final start of his before the All-Star break where Toronto knocked him around a little bit. But then he pitched well since the break with the exception of two starts against the Mets. So he slammed the door in both outings against the Redbirds this year. He didn't allow a single run, only 11 base runners in 14 innings pitched against St. Louis. So he's had the better of that lineup. And St. Louis, you know, I I look back to the start of September, so the last 30 days or so, And they've really struggled at the plate at home against righties over this last month of the season near the bottom of major league baseball in the offensive metrics. I care about the most, which is like, you know, weighted runs created plus, but the Phillies were basically middle of the pack on the road against Southpaws over the last month. So they weren't lighting it up either. Jose Quintana was a fantastic acquisition for St. Louis at the trade deadline. He's done everything they could have asked for Uh, his hard hit percentage and his barrel rate. Outstanding numbers. His barrel rate's like 5.5%, which is fantastic in, in baseball. And the final note on this one for me is both starters have strong numbers the first two times through a batting order, and you usually get to around the fifth inning or so after two times, maybe two and a half times through a batting order. They're both really strong. First two times through, and I think under three and a half is not a bad way to go in this one. You got to lay about a buck twenty or so, yep. depending on your book, but three and a half is, is what I like here. Yeah, I
2: could talk baseball all day because I know you want to get to raise guardians, but Yadier Molina should be called the pitching whisperer, what he's I done with him. Quintana. He's never yeah. had an ERA under three and a half. He's a two ERA guy since he got there with Yadier.
3: Hey, Scott, Yachty's a, he's a warrior, man. I love Yachty, no doubt about it. Yeah, it'll be quite uh,
5: quite the send-off for the Cardinals uh, trio there if they're able to make great a run stuff, here. Great stuff, Scott. Scott, great stuff. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care. Once again, at Scott Wins on Twitter. You
2: got to hydrate.
5: He likes the over in Colts Broncos tonight and uh, likes Rocky Top. Rocky Top. Rocky Top. I'm going to wear some
2: orange Saturday.
5: It is uh, V-CIN primetime.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. Because you gotta think, Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding.
2: He's
3: gonna guard. He's
2: gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, <laughs> he's gonna guard. And then on Love top of it, like that,
3: see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella. Point game. I remember you came to my room crying tears. <laughs> crying. I mean, he was in a culture shock. Man, he's, he's going
1: to us about winning. Remember you know? what I told you? I said, I said, O.G., you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? he didn't need it. Ain't <laughs> it. <laughs>
3: Check out Point Game with John Wall and
0: CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is v Prime Time with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the sports betting network.
5: Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward Points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Reward Points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is Sports Betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 gambler About a half hour away from kickoff. In Denver, Colorado, Broncos and Colts tonight on Thursday Night Football. Just saw they were doing a bit. There's Sean King, played in the NFL. How long? Six years? Seven years? Seven. Seven years?
2: Should They're- still be in the league. What? Like, I should have had a rule tied to my contract. There's no way Chase Daniel can be employed longer than I. <laughs> well, he was. Yeah, like, the NFL should have just did right.
5: So they were doing a bit on Thursday Night Football's broadcast.
2: No offense to Chase Daniel, by the way. He's doing what anybody else in his position would do. You want to give me some more money? Okay.
5: Ryan Fitzpatrick's on the broadcast team, or does it's my guy? You know him? we have the
2: same barber in Tampa. That's hilarious. Yeah, it is.
5: He has hair though.
2: Well, the beard. Oh. Yeah, you know he's yeah. got the beard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Um. Well, they were doing a bit, and <laughs> they were showing random players in the field. And they said, did he play with Fitz? And they would ask all the
2: other players if they had played <laughs> yeah, with Yeah, I played them. with Fitz. Did you? Yeah, in Arizona. Had him and Anquan Bolden. Oh, not Fitzpatrick. I yeah. played with Fitzgerald. Oh, I was like, I what? thought they were asking. Okay, no, no.
5: I did I he play it. with oh, – I'm sorry. Did they play yeah. with Ryan Fitzpatrick?
2: So, like, if you just use Fitz, like, people are going to assume Fitzgerald. That's true. That's yeah. true. He, didn't, to, he wasn't – Got to clear Maybe it up. around Harvard. You know, Harvard. Harvard. Ah, yeah, maybe they – Fitz, oh, yeah – but no, Fitz
5: magic, I should say.
2: yeah man, Fitz had a good career. Did? Touched a big bag too. 05
5: to twenty one.
2: I think he's got like seven hundred and eighty two kids.
5: <laughs> How much did Fitz make over his career? Oh, a
2: lot. Eighty two yeah. million. Oh yeah, he touched a bunch. Woo! It's a nice little gig. Woo! What did he play? A decade? We played about ten years. Fifteen. Oh, he was underpaid. He was from 05 to 21. Yeah, he's underpaid a little bit because Chase is like around that number. Oh, yeah.
5: Career earnings, yeah, 82.1. Good for Fitz,
2: man. I wonder if he'd trade with me.
5: I mean, to work with me? Probably. No, no,
2: no. Oh, I'm sorry. Talking about the bag. The oh. only difference was our helicopter from the mean streets to Seven Hills to, to Circle. That'd be the <laughs> only change I'd make.
5: Can you? Because the
2: traffic on 215 and fifteen you, is ridiculous. Can I
5: put you on the spot here? Okay. How many of the teams do you think you can name that Fitzpatrick played for? I, I
2: didn't care, so I probably none of them. <laughs> I mean, I know I can name Washington, Miami, and Tampa, the last three. There you go. Yeah. The rest of them, I don't care. I felt like he was in Buffalo for a second. Yeah, that's four. Yeah, other than See, that. See,
5: you're pretty good. Yeah. Got halfway home.
2: Yeah. Jets. Yeah, I just, no. Just, we can move on to something else.
5: All right, let's move on to yeah. something else. <laughs> uh, we will we'll talk. We'll go from
2: one washed-up quarterback to hopefully what's not another one. I mean, I know Russell reads the, the, the tabloids, right, because that's part of his wife's he eats spicy. Brandon is being in the tabloids. You know, if you're an entertainer, singer, you got to stay fashionable. You know, you got to stay relevant. So I'm sure he has I'm laying around. I wonder how many uh, Russ is washed titles has he seen. Maybe it'll motivate him. Because he's been looking bad. And so, I'm a big Russ fan. Like I'm an advocate. I'm a person that says I think he's been vastly underappreciated because he should have won an MVP by now. But I can't back what I'm seeing this year. Like I don't know what he's got going on, but he needs to get it fixed.
5: Well, you mentioned that you might might be intrigued to take the Broncos in Survivor. Yeah, I just was joking. I know you were. Yeah. See, I see I picked up on him. What would you do? Are you going to play anything other than props tonight? No. Okay. Um so the props that we've talked about already, Mo Ali Cox, uh over 19 and a half when Brad came on and then the line you
2: went up. You bet and the line went up 2 yards. What I
5: do? What I do? I move I move the
2: line. Just because I don't want to disrespect Josh Applebaum, I could not take it. <laughs> knowing that I seen 19, and then I was asked to bet 21 and a half. Now couldn't it's even it. more. I just couldn't
5: do it. Um, I couldn't do it. You played a Melvin Gordon anytime touchdown. Yeah, yeah, I actually
2: got plus 120 here at Circa.
5: All right. So, with that being said, so you've got a touchdown prop on Melvin Gordon. And
2: Mo'Ally Cox.
5: Would you like to do
2: a first
5: touchdown prop?
2: Are we going to do it without our guys?
5: Uh, we'll do it first, and then – well, I didn't. Bring in the I,
2: I didn't have a chance to look up all the backup fullbacks and tight ends yet. So, <laughs> you know, I generally do that while we're rearranging the seats for Derek and Crew. I
5: am on Mo Alley Cox. I'm all in on the VCU. Hooper. I'm
2: all for that.
5: Go yes. Mo Alley Cox. What is it? Twenty to 20 one. Twenty to one. Yeah, I'm
2: all for that. Yeah, Mo Ali Cox,
5: tight ends. Let's yeah. let's get the ball
2: first. Let's By the way, I'm going to go. Field. I'm out of money on my app. I'm going to go put some money on my app here after the break. I may even leave like about. What's the line? like? Yeah, I might leave like a little bit early in this segment. Okay. So I can get down and get back up. All right. Yeah.
5: Well, don't you have you got like a personal uh, liaison? Yeah, they, down ve- there.
2: they vetoed it. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they vetoed it.
5: <laughs> all right. I'm said all I said I
2: bet too big.
5: I'm all in on Mo Alleycock. Let's make it happen. The former VCU Hooper. Let's do it,
2: man. I like when we're all on the same accord. Oh, okay. Like the energy is better, you know. Good. Yeah. It's not. I don't have to worry about you like. You know, side rooting against me. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> Jeez. We got
5: some longer shots to take a look at. So we got uh, K.J. Hamler.
2: Does uh, uh, Your Alec, guy,
5: Alec Pierce.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, if we're going to be uniformed, then I don't really care about any of this because I'm going to be rooting against all of these.
5: What about no touchdowns, Sean? These two teams. You know
2: what? Uh, was it Josh that had it in the uh, Rams game? And they Uh, almost didn't score.
5: Yeah. I thought Femi had one a couple weeks ago. He talked about no touchdowns scored. Um, I don't know. These two teams, nothing would surprise me. What's going on with Albert? Albert O?
2: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't even play.
5: So far this year, Albert O is, uh, he's got six catches for 45 yards. Right.
2: And we're going, this is game five.
5: Yeah, and he had five. In the first game of the season, right?
2: He does not play. I know. What's wrong?
5: So I probably wouldn't place that wager, except tonight will be the night he scores the game's first touchdown. Oh, I hope
2: not. Please don't <laughs> talk that up. That's true. What's so up? we're all in on Mo Ali Cox. Oh, Ali Cox. First touchdown in the game. Anytime touchdown. Uh, Melvin Gordon. Anytime touchdown. Uh, Scott. Sp- Spritzer actually was He
5: was on the over. The
2: one contrarian from a total standpoint, he liked over 42, but then he talked very badly about Russ, so I didn't really understand the correlation. <laughs> well, he was
5: But he, he seemed to lean towards he thinks the Colts were kind of figuring it out offensively.
2: Yeah, he said that. Saw
5: that at the end of the Titans game Matt Ryan threw for 350. Now, I don't, I have my reservations on that, but Hey, Scott's a Scott's, yeah. a Scott's a sharp guy, so he's rolling with oh, the I over.
2: I Definitely think he's a sharp guy. So, and I like to bet the over. I just I like to think that great offense is indefensible. But for some reason, we don't seem to be able to get great offense in some of these games. Numbers are it's down. It's very disturbing
5: across the board this year. Yeah, it's in, very disturbing. Um, and once again, the the trend that continues to cash is the primetime unders. Nine and four to the under so far. This year in these primetime spots, 42, very low total uh, right now in uh, in this one. I'm um, looking at the board. Giants and Packers is around 41. And and then we got Carolina, San Francisco at 39. So it looks like, Sean, this is the third lowest total of the week right now mm-hmm. would be tonight's game, Indianapolis and Denver. The only other two, Green Bay and the Giants and uh, San Francisco at Carolina. It sounds good. Um, real quickly, before we hit a break can here. Can you handle
2: the last minute so I can put money in my account?
5: <laughs> sure. Go. <laughs> oh, man. see you I have to deal with people? He calls me. He's always berating me, telling me I'm not a team player. He just has to go. He was completely checked out. He was always thinking about, do we have the uh, – a, a, a Nick, do we have – do we have the camera uh, of the uh, of the sports book? Can we get Can we get Sean? So we did this before, and uh, we'll see if we could see Sean going down there. And he doesn't even really go fast; he just slowly kind of meanders down, makes his way to the counter. Where is he? Did he just, just go. Did he just leave. He left his stuff here, so I don't know. All right. Well. Sean may or may not be back, but I know when we come back, Derek Stevens, Big Balls and Banksy, our crew, they will join us in studio next right here on v Prime Primetime.